30,000 feet, meaning we're taking an overview of the books. And um, our overview of the books have um, been hampered a little bit due to the um, postponement of weather in canceling our Wednesday services, but you continue in your studies and um, you'll get it that way and we'll do a little bit of review this coming Wednesday, Lord willing, as we're able to meet. Um, I said last week that this is an old-fashioned winter that we're having and it just gets older and older, right? <laughs> but uh, at any rate, um, I always say the harder the winter, that makes spring more springier, okay? You're more delighted to see it when it, when it comes. The book of Joshua, I want to begin reading in verse 1 of chapter 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, as I said to Moses." From the wilderness and this Lebanon as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of a good courage. For to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and of a good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So, Joshua has been the understudy for Moses, and now Moses dies. And, and his whole world could have been shaken up, but, but God came to Joshua and said, Moses, my servant is dead, now it's up to you. Now therefore, arise and go over this Jordan. The book of Joshua is really a bridge between... Israel being in the wilderness, and, and really the first five books of the Bible, creation, and Israel then set free from the bondage. And then the book of Joshua is that transition book that brings them into the promised land and uh, into the, the, all that God had for them. 
verses or chapters one through five is Israel entering the land. Chapters six through twelve are them conquering the land, and we'll touch on that in a little bit. And then chapters thirteen through twenty-four are them distributing the land. It's interesting. This land makes up about 8,000 square miles. Anybody have any idea how many square miles are in the state of Iowa? Exactly. 56,000, our trivia winner here today, all right? So, my math says that 8,000 times what equals 56? Seven, all right. Just think, of, this is a piece of land that if you divided Iowa up into seven sections, that's all the bigger this land is, to give you an understanding. This land is very, very important at this time in Joshua's time, and they had to go in and conquer, but this land is very, very important today. It's the epicenter of what's going on in the world today and all the political goings-on, and it's just one-seventh of the state of Iowa. But God said to Abraham, remember, God gave a promise to Abraham, I'm going to give you this land, and then he gives the promise to Joshua, I'm giving you this land, you are going to go in and take possession of it for your own. It is God's to give to you, and it is yours to possess. Now, The book of Joshua is filled with many lessons for we as Christians spiritually. Um, How to live a victorious life. That's one reason we sang a lot of songs about we are more than conquerors and, and victory in Jesus. And I want that mountain. It is a book that is full of encouragement and wisdom and motivation for a spiritual soldier, that they are going in, and they are going in to take the land. The book of Joshua is a a type and a picture. Egypt, we, I mean, Exodus, we were set free from the bondage of sin. The book of Joshua is is going in and conquering um, our flesh through the power of the Spirit and um, and knowing the fullness of a Spirit-filled life. Canaan, the promised land in the book of Joshua, does not represent heaven. There's songs that say, when I cross Jordan, I forget, but they make the analogy that when you cross the Jordan into heaven, well, heaven is not going to be filled with battles. Heaven, you aren't going to fight anything. It is a place where there's no enemies and um, Jesus Christ reigns and rules. Canaan, in the book of Joshua, is a land of conflict. There are battles that go on. And it's a picture. I come to Christ as my personal Savior. That's a free gift. We are saved by grace through faith. But then to live the victorious Christian life, there are battles that we have to fight. And um, that is why in the verses that we read, 
three times you saw that God told Joshua, be strong and courageous. Be strong and of a good courage. Be strong and very courageous, he said. Now, you know, one of the aspects of of those key verses, and really verses 8 and 9 are the key verses of the book, and in it, he gives us those exhortations, be strong and very courageous. It's interesting, the word that he uses here for strong is one to fasten on to. To be strong means to fasten on to God and do not let go. You can't live a victorious Christian life unless you are fastened firmly on to God And courageous is a word that is a little different than we think of. It means to be mentally and physically alert. Why? We are in a spiritual warfare, and Satan would love to take out anyone and everyone that he could. And we are in battles. It's the fight of good faith that Paul wrote to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. And in warfare, it is imperative that that we truly are alert and that we have our strength, and our strength only comes from God. And uh, this understanding, be strong and of a good courage, is is vital for us to understand that we don't get saved to be invited to a picnic. You are saved to be put in a warfare. And sometimes we think in the Christian life, why is this happening to me? This is warfare. You have an adversary, the devil, who is walking about seeking whom he may devour. And he wants to devour us. He wants to trip us up. He wants to destroy us. And and in realizing It is important for us to be strong and of a good courage. And in this, he said, if you observe, do not let this word depart out of your mouth and meditate in it day and night. Then your way will be prosperous. Then you will have good success. The prosperous doesn't mean you'll have a lot of money in your bank account. It means you will accomplish what you were intended to accomplish. You will fulfill God's purpose in your life. Now, there are a number of lessons that we need to learn from the book of Joshua. And I just want to mention six of them, um, time permitting, this morning. Number one, there is no victory without a battle. There is no victory without a battle. We, we, saying about victory in Jesus. Well, the only way you can really enjoy the victory is when there's been a battle. Oftentimes in wrestling meets, a wrestler will come out and the other team doesn't have a wrestler and they'll raise, they'll raise his hand that he won by forfeit. I've never seen a wrestler go, yeah, yeah, ooh, yeah, I won. Why? A forfeit isn't anything to celebrate. 
I mean, there was no battle. I don't even know. Does a forfeit go on their record, Jason? Do you know? Wow, you know, that explains why some of these bad wrestlers I've seen have had victories. You know, I've watched some wrestling thing. I don't know how they can fight their way out of a paper bag, you know. But what is a victory where you don't have any opposition? And many times as Christians, we want victories without the battle. And God said, there is no victory. You can't know victory without the battle. And God wants us to walk in victory. And, and he, he gives us the key to walking in victory. Verse 8, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written therein, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Don't fear the battles that come into your life. There is no victory without a battle. Now, I'm not saying go home and start a fight with your husband or wife today that you can't have victory without a battle. There are battles, and and you will have those battles today, and this week Satan will bring them into your life. And don't have the whiny, poor me, why do I have these battles? See it as an opportunity. This is an opportunity for victory, and the key to the victory is the Word of God. There is no victory without a battle, and believing God or faith, is the key to victory. He said, you will meditate in my word day and night. And he said, then you will find good success and your way will be prosperous. I love the book of Joshua because there are so many examples of individuals that took God at his word and then walked in victory. There are people of faith in the book of Joshua, in the book of Joshua. And it begins with Joshua. You think of it. Joshua was just um, a general in the military in Exodus 17. He was one that, that led the children of Israel in victory. And, um, and yet he was given this enormous job of taking over for Moses. And God said, never fear, Joshua, be strong and of a good courage. I will empower you. I will show you. Now the Internet is working, isn't it? Okay. Um, the reality is, um, lost my train of thought here, all right? I, I saw guys sprinting, doing their sprints there. and But this was an overwhelming job to Joshua, and yet... He obeyed God. I, I marvel at, at um, the faith of the children of Israel. They said, it's time to cross the Jordan. And God gave them instructions. And he said to them, I want the priests to carry the ark. And have you read this? And did you get this? When the priest's feet touched the water... 
Then I will part the water. You put yourself in that those priests' place. I just got these brand new Nike sandals. I'm not touching that water with these. Or, honestly, what I'm thinking, I'm thinking this. I'm going to be marching up to my waist, up to my neck. Is this water truly going to part? We know it did now. We, we are at the rest of the story. But you've been there in your own life when God asks you to do something and you say, I don't see how that's going to happen. You've heard the statement, he's afraid to get his feet wet, right? This is another idiom that comes from the Word of God. They were not afraid to get their feet wet. And by faith, they believed that when our foot touches the water, God is going to part the waters and they would walk through on. You talk about faith. I mean, honestly, put yourself in that. And and again, it is the Word of God that has to be the basis of our faith. Faith is believing God. And believing God is the key to victory. I think of um, of Rahab. Here she is. Rahab the prostitute. How would you like to have your name associated with sin in your life all through the generations to come? You know, when they say your name, that they attach it with Rahab the prostitute. Okay? But Rahab, even as a prostitute, heard, she said, we have heard about you being liberated from Egypt. We have heard about your God, and your God is more powerful than our God. And she placed her faith in the God of Israel. I mean, think of that. She didn't know that they would protect her. She had no idea about We now, we know the rest of the story. We know the complete story. But she didn't know that and how God provided because of Rahab's faith. Caleb, 85 years old, as we mentioned, and he said, I want that mountain. I want the mountain God has promised me. I'm as good now as I was back 40 years ago, he said. I mean, and he said, this is what God promised. This is what I want to have. It was all based on the Word of God. It was all based on the power of God. It's believing God. And believing God is the key to victory in our lives today. Now, Faith only comes through the Word of God. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. How much you are in the Word is how much you enjoy, will be enjoying victory in your life. There is a direct correlation to your relationship with the Word of God. You ignore the Word of God, you will have very little victory in your life. You meditate in His Word day and night. You study the Word of God. You make this a priority of your life, and there is a direct correlation to walking in victory and knowing victory. Faith only comes through the Word of God. How can I know to believe God if I don't know what He says? 
So faith comes by the Word. That's why it's so, so important that we read the Word, read the Word, read the Word, study the Word, that we know the Word of God. Now, God rewards faith in anyone. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 30, it says, By faith the walls of Jericho marched down, fell down. That's another testimony of faith. Can you imagine Joshua coming? Okay, we're going to go in and take the land, and our first test is we're going to Jericho. And God's given me a plan how to take Jericho. Joshua, the military commander that he is, and he says, we're going to go in and without taking the time, you know the story, we're going to march around it once for six days and and then we're going to blow the trumpets and shout. It is amazing there was not a, a revolt against Joshua. It's a, I mean, you know how, these are the children of Israel. They have their Ph.D. in complaining. I mean, and, and here they are. This is a ludicrous plan. This is completely crazy. And what's even more miracle, it says they'd march around the city and not say a word. How they didn't complain, I don't know. I mean... I can just imagine me sitting in the tent. Where did Joshua get this idea? There's no way this is going to work. We're sitting ducks walking around that city. But by faith, they obeyed, and God rewards faith. The children of Israel, he rewarded their faith. Rahab, the prostitute. He rewarded her faith. He spared her life. He spared her family. She is in the direct line of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. And and all because she placed her faith in the God of Israel. God had put the fear of him in the hearts of the Canaanites. And God says, if you trust me, I will provide for you. You may say, but I've really messed up, and I might not, I, I don't have a lot of experience in my walk with God. It doesn't matter. God rewards faith in Him. Another lesson, disobedience always brings defeat. Children of Israel came in, marched around Jericho. The walls of Jericho fell down. They were told to not take of any of the the loot of the the of Jericho and Achan saw some things that he wanted and he took them and hid them and Joshua said send out two spies to Ai see how many people we need to go in and conquer that uh, we don't need to send very many Ai's not a big community and um they sent a few up there. The problem was not in the number they sent. The problem was there was sin in the camp. And they went up there and were soundly defeated. Thirty-six died in that battle. And Joshua fell on his face before God and said, God, what is going on? And Joshua said, quit pray. I mean, God said to Joshua, quit praying. There are times you don't need to pray. 
He said, quit praying, get up, there is sin in the camp, deal with the sin. And there was sin in the camp, and it led to defeat. And, and it not only led to defeat for the nation Israel, it led to death for Achan and his extended family. After Jericho, they may have been prone to be filled with a confidence. You know, one of the times that we're, we're, we find to be dangerous times are after victories. We've seen God deliver, we've seen God work, and then it's easy for us to think, hey, we can handle this. They went out again. The sin was they did not seek the counsel of the Lord. And they didn't seek God's mind. God, we need you. We need your instruction. We need your help. They didn't seek God's mind, and they were deceived by the Gibeonites. They didn't destroy the Gibeonites, and they were a thorn in their side. Disobedience always brings defeat. And then lastly, God's work will go on with or without you. God's work is not dependent on any of us as individuals. And nothing of God dies when the man of God dies. Moses died and it wasn't like, oh no, the work of God is done. No, Moses died and God's work went on. And you're going to find that all the way through as we go through the Bible. And we can either by faith join in God's work and walk in victory and no personal victory in our life, or we can go on in defeat. But one thing about it, God's work is going to continue. And the reality is that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This, these are just some of the lessons that are in Joshua. Honestly, if you have not read Joshua, 24 exciting chapters. You can read them today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. That's six chapters a day. If you haven't got into it, you need to get into it so that your faith will be built. You won't have victory without faith. You won't have faith without the Word of God. And you can't believe God if you don't know what He says. Heavenly Father, I pray today that you would stir the hearts of each and every one of us to a love for your word. Lord, thank you for the examples of, of individuals of faith that, that took your word and believed it, even when it, it seemed ludicrous. Lord, help us to have a hunger and thirst for your word and to obey it, even when it seems impossible to us. Lord, encourage us in the battle. May we be strong and of a good courage. May we be not grow weary in the battle. May we be committed to victory in you. And Lord, thank you that faith indeed is the victory in you. I pray for individuals here today that have never placed their faith in you I pray today before they leave that they would settle that once and for all. 
And then, Lord, I pray for believers that may be going through uh, difficult battles right now. Lord, help them to not be weary. Help them to be driven to your word as never before. And I pray that you would show your power in a great way, that we would walk in victory, that we would know personal victory in our lives. So, Lord, we plead your mercies. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand together with our heads bowed and eyes closed. What is it that God has challenged you about today?